0: Okay, so this is interesting. Out of that podcast, pause for a second. a little difficulties. Start from the top. So we're starting it from the top, this is Benjamin Rolnick and Mike Armstrong. Mike, come, Mike, come, Mike, come, Mike, come, Mike, come, Mike, come, Mike, Mike, Mike. um, Mike, you want to hold this actually? Yeah. So we are driving right now to go grab some food, and we just finished a podcast with uh, Heidi Ippolito. and it was really interesting because at the beginning of it, I didn't know where it was going to go. Because we started talking about religion. I wasn't expecting that. Anytime religion comes to the forefront of a conversation, I cringe a bit because it's so charged. And anytime it comes to a
1: conversation, I get excited because I love talking about that kind of stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah, I feel like, Mike, you do best under really charged situations. Yeah,
1: I love, I love like the high energy, like the, the uh,
0: high frequency
1: conversation.
0: That's right, right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, it, there's something, you kind of become like a, uh, like a lightning rod, where you can remain as cool as a cucumber, while shit's just exploding all around you, and I feel like you watch the fireworks as though, of emotion, as though it were this like, you know, kind of amazing work of art.
1: it's oh, Beautiful, man, if we could just talk about life, death, religion, the universe, like, that's what makes me happy.
0: I mean, even your conversations with Rebecca yesterday, I was so fascinated because, you know, you guys were talking. You you were asking her just such poignant questions about about these really obscure topics, and getting to a place of of real spirit philosophical inquiry, despite um, her inclination to bring it to a place of achievement business orientation.
1: Yeah. Something I've been I've been stepping into recently of um, hearing people out after I think it was Bill Wick was teaching about
0: active listening yeah. really active yeah. listening
1: and I thought that I knew how to listen yeah you know, just listen to you, but like to actively listen is is such a remarkable gift to give somebody.
0: Hmm. By the way, for anyone listening to this who doesn't know the skill of active listening, the idea behind it is. Number one, to start with silence, because you can't be listening while you're talking. Do I go left or right? You're going to turn left here. Awesome. See, I had to be silent for a second to listen to Mike. <laughs> and um, so silence is number one. And number two is to echo back to somebody what they're saying. So that's a practice for myself to just internalize what they're saying, because if I'm silent, I could still have a script running in my own head. But if I'm silent and I'm running what they're saying through my own head, then I'm really paying attention to it. And if I can echo that back to them, then I can really show them that I understand what they're saying. Now, it's not necessarily full on mirroring, and um, if you follow kind of what we do, we we do some deep transformation work with people. Where if somebody says that it was a dark and stormy night, then you want to say back to them, um, "It was a dark and stormy night," and not, you know, it was uh, it was nighttime and uh, there was some, you know, sound or right, yeah, exactly. Exactly. But that still would be echoing, right? You're like getting the gist of it. And then um, the third part of it is, uh, is, is sort of like a, a clarification. It's, it's like an, it's an en- en- inquiry place. It's not a deepening. Like we're not asking questions like, how does that make you feel necessarily? At least not with Bill's pure practice. But it's a question about like, what do you mean about that? Right. Because someone might say that, you know, I had such a hard time growing up And that could mean so many different things. Now, most people would just be like, oh, I know exactly what you mean, but do you? Yeah, and then go
1: into the store, like, I had a hard time too, like, my father, blah, blah, blah.
0: Yeah, right? Like So, like, you know, somebody might say I had a hard time, and what they mean is that, you know, it's like, they literally were traveling around the world to every city, and, you know, they couldn't decide which, you know, Michelin four-star restaurant they wanted to go to. And, you know, another person's hard time might have been that, you know, their parents beat and abused them, and, uh, and they couldn't find any safety or solace growing up, right? So understanding what someone means by that is, is pretty important. Yeah,
1: and you can be direct. You can, you can say, like, what do you mean by a hard time? And people love that. It's like, oh well, here's what I mean by hard time. Like I this this like they love to, oh, to
0: to hear it. so juicy. It's one of those things where it's not a trick, meaning like knowing that somebody's active listening with you doesn't make it any less powerful. It actually makes it more powerful. Because when you when somebody asks me those questions, like what do I mean by so-and-so, it makes me feel so warm and fuzzy inside, like they really care. So what do you mean by warm and fuzzy? Oh god, even you just saying that it just makes me feel like you fucking listen to what I said and you actually have a vested interest in understanding fully what I mean by it, not just what you think I mean. Wow. I called myself. This is so strange. My car is telling me that I called myself. I so, are you listening as a a a a a a a a Yeah, really yeah so that way I come up at the top <laughs> if I need to, like... You know, send That's myself stuff. <laughs> or whatever. Oh man, you don't do that. You're not in your own address book.
1: I, I actually am uh, in my, my Google Voice. I'd send text messages to myself from Google Chrome, and I deleted everyone who was a phone number before mine. so I just have to type 81 and then I can and then mine appears.
0: So it would why, have been so much easier if you just read a a a that's true, <laughs> Those are deleting people I mean it sounds yeah. so harsh
1: as my google contact i'm like Google contacts, I don't use Google contacts. I'm not even sure why my contacts are in Google
0: Fascinating. so yeah. fascinating, so anyways, that all sort of began because you know we were talking about how how it's it's amazing how so many conversations can come full circle and at the beginning of that Heidi interview, I was thinking to myself, oh, shoot, are we gonna talk about religion here and where is this gonna go and what are people gonna think about it? But um, so often, like, you know, yesterday when I was talking to you about what I've learned about how to do public speaking and how to improve my sort of impromptu speech and debate skills. Which it's, is
1: brilliant, and that's a brilliant thing to, uh, to mention, I
0: think. Yeah, yeah, and, and maybe at a certain point, Maybe not today, or maybe today we'll we'll talk a bit about that. Say that for a future podcast. Yeah, or that could be like a video too, because so you haven't subscribed. Subscribe to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You will learn very soon how to public
1: speak and how to learn how to public
0: speak. Oh god, and I've I've like learned freestyling. Yeah, and I've learned this from the best speakers in the world. I mean, in fact, the person who I learned most about this was from Mark Victor Hansen, who created all the chicken soup for the soul books. And he would put on these like mega speaking series, which were like sort of like proto Ted talks where they would bring in the best speakers in the world, um, like professional speakers, self-help authors and also like Toastmasters to basically teach about how to be a better public speaker and, um, and not just how to do that, but also how to do other skills with also an emphasis on sales. Right. And like, And to some people, they might like cringe at that and be like, oh, I don't want to learn how to speak to sell. But ultimately, that's all that communication is in some respects. It's selling ideas, right? And if nobody wants to buy your ideas, then you're a pretty shitty communicator. (laughs) And if you've got really good ideas and you've got a really good influence in the world and something important and positive to say, well, then it's even more important that you learn how to affect other people and influence them. So um, anyways, like the point is, is that, You know, like an idea behind that is that you just start somewhere like you grab an inch and then you just keep moving towards it. You keep pulling that inch out kind of like a clown or a magician, like pulling like a rope out of their mouth. You just grab an inch. and You just keep pulling, 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 and you eventually get to the end of it. You know, it eventually comes full circle if you really trust that process But that could be the scariest part is, you know, you grab the inch and you think that it, you you were expecting something different and then you start pulling and you're like, oh God, this is not what I wanted. And you abandon the process and you never get to the end of it Hmm. where the resolution is.
1: Wow. I feel like that speaks to a lot of things, like even in business, because like you, you start to pull it out and something maybe goes wrong and you like shove it back in or you just like let it, let it go. But to continue with that process and continue to the very end where it finally reaches full circle or you finally reach success and to, to push through those hard times, to push through the uncomfortable conversations.
0: <sighs> yeah. It
1: eventually reaches that goal and comes back full circle.
0: Yeah. It's, it's funny. There's a metaphor for that where it's basically like if you're turning on the hose and you haven't turned it on for a while, like the first stuff that comes out is all the <laughs> gunk and brown, dirty, yeah, gross shit. And then eventually you get the clear stream. But, you know, if you judge, like, you know, the end by the beginning, then you'll never get very far. It's true. That's true. It's like with people. You know, if you just
1: judge, it's almost like if you judge their beginning, then you're not going to see the, the fullness that they have and to hear their full story.
0: Yeah. I'm trying to think, I'm trying to think of an example in my life of somebody who, if I, if I judge them on the first time I met them, that they would never be a close friend of mine oh,
1: interesting. and uh
0: and like i'm I, there's one on the tip of my tongue i'm trying to think about who it is um like for uh, how do i put this it was like it was like somebody who when i first met them and i can't i can't think of who it is right now but I feel
1: like that, that happens to me a lot and especially in the mankind project um doing these these pit weekends where where there's these guys. I don't know them. You know, I just met them. Um, there's some judgments coming on like who they are, first impressions, and in it we actually make it a point to speak our vulnerable, real story. And when I hear people talk about their real hmm. story and like the troubles they've gone through and what what their inner thoughts are, like all of a sudden I feel so connected to them, yeah. and, and they they just become a friend.
0: Yeah. Totally. Because it's real, you're you're like, oh fuck! If we're gonna go there, then <laughs> you know, then we're we're brothers. Come here, <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. embrace me. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And um, gosh, well, I, I'm maybe not supposed to remember because whoever this person was, but you know, the other thing that that I got from that too was, um, uh, there's a there's a teacher of mine named Pat Allen, who has an expression like you have to push the arrow all the way through. So. Like so often um, this is a bit of a a, it's not a non sequitur, but it's kind of like a it's a different branch on the same subject where in a relationship um, where like, you know, somebody more often than not broke up with you. Not it doesn't so much happen when when you break up with somebody because then you're not a victim in it. You're you're like the victor. But when you become a victim in a breakup, then it's like you got shot by this arrow. And the arrow's still lodged in you. And what she says is you have to, like, push the arrow all the way through. And this isn't just in relationships. This is with everything. Because what happens is if it just stays in that m- place in the middle, right, in that place in that beginning, and you never bring it fully to the end, then you suffer with it the whole your whole life. Like, you know, my, my metaphor for this is, like, pulling the thorns out, right? It's It's the same idea. It's the same metaphor where it's, like, if the thorn is still in you, then, like, Every time you you know you touch it, because you know it's in your hand and you're reaching out to grab something, or it's in your side and you know you're walking, it's going to cause pain and suffering in your life.
1: Mm, it reminds me of feeling it fully. Mm, which, yeah. which I which I describe as like if if, if I feel sad, uh, I used to just repress it. Like I'm not sad. I'm happy. You know, I put on a smile. But to now, like if I if I feel sad, I just sit with it and I feel it fully and I let it fully envelop my being. And when I do that, when I when I give it the freedom to just fully be there, it's like pushing it all the way through. Yeah. I, yeah. I give it space and it then manifests and it, it goes through me. And all of a sudden I feel refreshed. I feel clear. And yeah. I don't feel sad anymore. The sadness turns into like the opposite, like a joy or a love or something like that. And it it, it it that's what helps me push through some of those difficult emotions to really feel it fully.
0: Yeah. Well, it's, it's melting the ice cube. You know, the thing is, is that, like, you know, if you have the ice cube in the freezer, right, and it's in its natural habitat and environment, you're not touching it, then it's going to stay that cold ice cube. Whereas if you put it in your hand, and you really focus on it, it melts. And that's the modulation of emotion. Like, we all come back to our set point. It's just that's the freaking point, right? And John Ma is like, I mean this is like his bag. This is he's obsessed with this idea. Oh
1: yeah, we'll have John Ma on this podcast very soon, I'm sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He's and, got some wisdom to share. And that's his thing, right? His thing is like feeling it fully and completely is the pathway to modulating and sublimating well, um, just modulating that, that emotion.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
0: Oh man, wow, I really I drink that in. That feels like some delicious wisdom right there.
1: It really does, yeah. That That's
0: some juicy stuff. I I think uh,
1: if anyone hasn't heard that and they implement that in their life, their life will completely change. And
0: it's scary. Just like it's scary to touch the thorn, just like it's scary to push the arrow all the way through, it's, it's scary because it, it could be painful to touch it. But the thing is, it's way more painful not to.
1: Mm. Yep. Push through the fear. Push through the scariness. Embrace it. You know, If something's scary, you just go for it. Mm. You just do it. That's when you grow,
0: I mean it's just an illusion anyway. fear <laughs> <There> is a <laughs> phantom once you step through it, it's gone mm-hmm. like that's one of the things when we we had a circle the other week, and uh and uh, somebody called me out because I was dealing with something about speaking my truth and um and I really stepped into saying the hard, uncomfortable things to everyone who was present <laughs> in that circle that oh, night. <laughs> <I was there. laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, I, I'm laughing about it now because it was fucking intense because um, I brought it. I mean, I wasn't going to hold back. I wanted to say the most uncomfortable thing that I could think of to each person that was present there who I didn't want to say that thing to. And the realization that I had at the end of it is that the fear that I had was like standing at the edge of a cliff and like thinking about jumping off. And the thing is, is that once I'm in the air, There's no more fear left. It's just that like rush of excitement. And to be honest, it doesn't even matter if I know that there's a net there or if there is a net or there isn't because eventually the net appears and I'm caught and I stop falling. But it's so much worse to just be on that ledge because if I don't jump, then I'll beat myself up about not jumping. And if I'm sitting there and not jumping, I'm just stewing in this like freaking boiling pot of fear.
1: Yeah which is so uncomfortable just to sit in that. Yeah.
0: It sucks. That. Yeah. It really, jump. but that's, that's like being trained. Like that's yeah. like, that's to me, like, you know, one of the points of emotional fitness is just being conditioned to jump, you know, to be conditioned to just not sit in that, in that place anymore because sitting in it was also a place of conditioning too. Yeah. You know, that was, that's a program in my head that I've had to literally like dive into and rescript.
1: Yeah. And what's worked so well for me is just do it. Mm-hmm. If you don't do it and you have regret, the first moment of regret, like, oh, I should have done that. it's not too late, that is when you should
0: do it. Mm-hmm. And it's a great trigger to, to then just do it. Yeah, and the way that I open up that possibility for myself is, is I imagine a fork in the road. And to the left is yes, and to the right is no. And so often people follow that path of yes, they follow that path of like, let's just say, I do this, what are all the bad things that will happen? (laughs) Right? Like, what are all the negative consequences of if I do this, right? As opposed to looking down the path of no, and asking the same question, like, what are all the negative consequences if I don't do this? (laughs) And then I could take it one step further. And the other step further is, Thinking about all the good consequences, if I do it, as opposed to any of the bad consequences, because both are equally likely if I'm standing at the crossroads of a decision, and I'm not sure whether or not it'll be good or bad, then essentially in my life, like ontologically, it's a coin flip like it could be good or it could be bad. And yet 99.9% of all people, I'm sure, you know, you, Mike, me, the people listening to this right now will focus on cons. They'll focus on what is the worst that will happen if I do this, as opposed to asking the same question in a different way. What is the best thing that will happen when I do this? And it's an idea called pro and it's like an instant upgrade in terms of one's ability to, like, fully and completely activate their power in life.
1: Wow. So I, I experienced something that, that speaks exactly to that. I was at this event, someone was speaking, the moment came where the audience can go up and ask a question. And I had this question, I wanted to ask it, but like once I was like, I'm gonna go up there, I started to get really sweaty, I started to get hot, I just started to feel really uncomfortable, like, and freaked out, I started to get really scared to go up and ask the question. And so I went through that exact process mm-hmm. and I thought, okay, well, what's the worst that could happen? You know, not much, I'm just, I'm not gonna do it, and I'll have regret. Oh, what's the best that can happen and all of a sudden i stepped into this alternate reality of wait if i step up there i get to speak my truth in front of this audience of people everyone gets to hear my thoughts and how can that go wrong you know how, how can how can me speaking my thoughts to all these people all of a sudden i got this concept of like they'll all they'll all know who i am and that's a good way to introduce myself to everyone in this big audience and it was the first day and it was like the perfect opportunity. So I ended up just doing, it. I was like the second person to go up there and ask a question. And I asked a question and I said everything I wanted to say, not only to, to speak to him, but to nice, also speak nice. to the entire room. Nice. And after like in the, in the break, in, in the session, so many people came up to me. Like I just sat there and people were coming up to me and asking me questions because I went up there and I did it.
0: You know, there's sort of like two ways that um, I can look at life, and either it's for me or it's against me. And fundamentally, intellectually, I know life is happening for me because that's the way that things always end up. I mean, there's a great story that I love about a king and his advisor, and the advisor would always say, everything is good. Everything is always good, right? Anything would happen, and the advisor would say, It's happening for the good. One day, the king was out riding and fell down and broke his arm. And the advisor said... Uh, it's for the good and the king said well <laughs> maybe this is for the good too like and locked him up in prison cuz he just like the king didn't get it at that point right he was like all right you can't tell me breaking my arm was for the good asshole like and sent him to prison right it's like it was as if like you know that would teach him a lesson and uh he would prove that like okay if i'm putting you in jail there's no way that was for the good so you know later that week he's out riding with uh, is sort of second in command guy, and they get basically picked up by a um, a a clan of savages, and the savages are making a sacrifice to their god, and they need a human sacrifice for it. So looking at the king and his broken arm, they go, this isn't like a complete human being. (laughs) We can't use him. So they take his advisor, sacrifice him to their gods, and they let the king go. The king comes running back to uh, the jail cell to where his first advisor was and says, Oh my goodness, you're so right. I should have listened to you. Everything happens for the best. I broke this arm and because I broke this arm, I didn't get sacrificed. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. But he goes, well, the one thing I don't understand is, how was it good that I threw you in jail and the Kings and the advisor said, well, who would have been out riding with you that day? <laughs> and you know, it's just amazing. Cause in the small context of the immediate, it's so hard to see how everything is happening for our favor. And yet when we zoom out in the 40,000 foot view, it all is happening for us.
1: Man, totally. I, I've been very conscious of that lately and just seeing, okay, I'm curious as to why that happened. If it feels like initially it feels bad, Uh, interesting I'm gonna see how things unfold because that happened and you can see different people who come up and speak different different events that happened because that one event took place and to kind of like deconstruct it and it's really interesting to see how things happen because uh, because of certain choices or of things that felt like they might have been bad in the first place Oh
0: yeah, that's another big hit I'm taking. Like just breathing that one in. I mean, that's, that's some delicious, delicious wisdom because again, like with going, going with that view, there's, there's no real mistake that we can make. And when I think what's the best that'll happen when I do this, then essentially what I'm allowing for is the synchronicity and really sort of like that, that, that amazing sort of the, the opportunities to open up that wouldn't have otherwise occurred if I didn't take that action. And yeah, it's like, it, it's, it's such a freeing perspective. I mean, I feel like, I feel, I feel really complete right now talking about this. Like, I feel like I feel ready to end this podcast and go like do some rad stuff right now.
1: Yeah. It's going to be fun. So anything
0: else like you want to add to this?
1: You know, I feel, uh, I feel like, just saying be open, be open to to what life presents and and give thanks. Give thanks to every moment.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Wow.
1: We're alive after all.
0: That's Here we true. are. You, in poker, they say all you need is a chip and a chair. <laughs> as long as you're alive, it's all possible. <laughs> Amen. Amen to that, and uh, have a beautiful day. Much love and many blessings. Thank you so much for listening, and subscribe if you haven't subscribed. Send us some comments. We want to hear from you. Um, this right now is like us speaking out to the universe, but it's always better when the universe speaks back. <laughs> so uh, so come talk to us. Take a risk. Be pronoic, and think what will happen for the good if you do it. Much love, many blessings. and. Good morning.